Right, who was here last week when um, David spoke about breakthrough? Yay, wasn't, I, wasn't he fantastic? I was a very proud mum, um, so I don't mind my, ceil- my ceiling is his floor. I want him to fly. He did ask um, who was Dr. Seuss, who were Dr. Seuss fans? And surprisingly, um, or perhaps unsurprisingly, Pete and I were the only people who put our hands up. Um, actually, I have learnt this week that there are reams of Dr. Seuss books that I don't know about that David does. Um, so um, anyway, I was inspired to go out. Well, I was going to go on Amazon and get my copy of The Places You'll Go, but instead I decided to borrow David's copy. And then on Friday, I went online and thought, I'll look up Dr. Seuss quotes. There are loads of sites dedicated to just this and um, probably the the favorite one was 37 quotes from Dr. Seuss that can change the world so um, so there you go and uh, you know we've had I was just thinking of some of the things that we've been preaching about or have been preached about in Eastgate Um, so Pete started on um, being on God's dream team Think left and, this is an appropriate Dr. Seuss quote perhaps. Um, Think left and think right and think low and think high. Oh, the things you can think up if only you try. Well, I think God thought up some pretty good things when he thought high and and low and uh, etc. Champions, Danny spoke on champions. How about this one? Today you are you, that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Being that best you that you could be. Um, Another champion's one, I think, would be, why fit in when you were born to stand out? So, yeah. Okay. So, from um, Dr. Seuss. Um, seamlessly transitioning to Jeremiah 29. And you're thinking, yep, you didn't see where I was going, did you? (laughs) So, Jeremiah 29. So some of you, I mean, most of you were thinking, Jeremiah 29. Maybe a lot of you are thinking, haven't got a clue. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I love that. It's my favorite verse. That's not where I'm going, okay? (laughs) So... Um, Jeremiah, um, just to set this, give the setting of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a prophet. Great. <laughs> um, Jeremiah um, was a prophet, um, and he was basically, you had the kingdom era of Israel, of the, of the Jewish nation. And it started with Saul and King David, and then Solomon, and then the kingdom split. And you had Israel and Judah. And and basically, Israel were nearly all baddie kings. I mean, Israel did not do well. And Judah had lots of bad kings and a few good ones. And God was going to bring judge. God needed to judge his people. I mean, some of the stuff that they were doing was just horrific. Um, and, And he said he was going to take them into exile. And Jeremiah is in Jerusalem at the end of this period. So by the time Jeremiah was prophesying at this time, um, the Babylonians had already come and captured the city of Jerusalem. And they and basically they'd started taking exiles to um, to Babylon. So Jeremiah and um, a number of the Jews are in Israel. And then you've got exiles in Babylon. And in chapter 29, um, Jeremiah is um, writing a letter. So this is uh, verse one. 
This is the text of the letter that that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiakim, Chin, whatever, and the Queen Mother, the court and officials, and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers and the craftsmen had gone into exile from Jerusalem. So basically, the, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, he cherry-picked. He took the important and the skilled and shipped them off to, um, to um, Babylonia. Skipping to verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Just to say, I don't see a direct correlation between us and the people in exile. I do not feel like I'm in exile from heaven. Okay? I am, um, I am, uh, God's kingdom is now. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I have God living inside me. But where I do see that there is a parallel is that The Jews, in theory at least, when they were living in the land, lived in a theocracy, i.e. God was meant to be the the top of the government, that the king and the government and the the prophets um, ruled um, um, under and in cooperation with God. That was the theory. Now they're living in a um, a land and under secular rule. So this is telling them how, you know, an even pagan um, rule. So he's, he's giving them advice on how to live in a secular environment. And, and um, we do have the blessing in this country that a lot of our laws and our heritage is Christian. But more and more, we're, li- we're living in a more secular um, environment. So at the end of that passage, it says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. Um, and uh, in another version, that's the, um, that's the NIV. In the NASB, it says, seek the welfare of the city. And that word, which is translated um, welfare or peace, uh, or peace and prosperity, is the word shalom. And it's the sort of Hebrew equivalent of a word that you may be even more, more familiar with, which is sozo, the Greek word sozo. They're sort of equivalent words. One was in, used in the New Testament, one used in the Old Testament. And it has the same sort of range of meaning as sozo, um, which you know, I mean, it gives the idea of um, uh, you know, spiritual health, emotional health, financial health, um, you know, um, the whole everything, health, you know, physical health, uh, the whole thing. So um, shalom. Um, has the um, sort of range of meeting of completeness, soundness, welfare, peace, safety, um, prosperity, uh, quiet, tranquility, contentment, friendship, all those kind of things. And we're told to seek um, the peace and prosperity of the city. And um, I know a lot of you that Gravesham isn't your, your local city. Um, and... Um, 
there, so I am talking about Gravesham and I really thank all of you who are part of Eastgate, who live in other areas, who come and help us serve um, our city and the wider community. Um, but there are principles here that you can, you know, you, obviously you put, you know, you put into place um, where you are. So um, the first thing is, I think Jeremiah is saying, live life well. He say, you know, go and, 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 and marry and increase. And, and there's so much about our seeking the peace and, peace and prosperity of our city. When we live life well, you know, we are salt. Um, you know, when we, when we have um, stable um, uh, marriages, when we have long-term, uh, when we have stable families, when we're um, out on the streets and when we're working, um, you know, those, uh, we are, um, we're living life well. We are salt. Um, just to say, I love it, doesn't it, that uh, Cheryl didn't have any idea what I was preaching on, did you? But God did. Yay! <laughs> so, um, and there's a lovely verse in Zechariah, verse 9. The Lord their God will save his people on that day as a shepherd saves his flock. So we are saved. We are part of that family of God. They will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. How attractive and beautiful they will be. And I know we've said we're a secular society, but I do believe that you know, God is sovereign, that this is his land. And, you know, the, and uh, you know, obviously other countries are his land, too. Um, but just think of you sparkling like jewels where you are, where you are living life well. Um, second one, it says pray for the city. And again, pray for your, you know, pray for your local government, pray for um, national government. They have difficult decisions to make. Uh, you know, pray for, um, what's the CCG, is it the, the, the local health body, that they make wise decision. Um, you know, these things, yeah, let's, let's pray for wisdom um, for our leaders. The social action and the range of things that we do in, um, in Eastgate is absolutely amazing. Just to name a few, and please, if you do something and I've missed it, I ask your, your forgiveness in advance. So we've got Encounter Lounge in Gravesend, Helen and Peter and Carol and others um, heroically running that and, meet, and getting alongside a lot of, of, um, of uh, um, people you know, who, who are, are some of the underprivileged of society, a good number of them, and people who don't speak much English who've come to a foreign land and they get alongside them. We've got the homeless shelter, food bank, healing centre, heaven in business, heaven in healthcare, and and you know, well done and thank you for all of those, um, all of you who are, are involved in those. And uh, perhaps a suitable um, quote from Dr. Seuss there is, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Well, well done for all of you who are caring a whole awful lot and things are getting better. So, so well done. And then working with the city or government and... Uh, 
And this is something that we've been doing um, over a number of years. And um, I used to think that Christians were people who did things for people. You know, we used to have um, a, um, a strong thing on social action, and it was all what we could do for people. And, and then the real sort of realization that that actually doesn't build people. Um, if they're just recipients, um, that's building a dependency culture. Um, and, and it's better to do things with people. And I know that many of those um, things, that, uh, those um, actions that I've just mentioned, they, that's what their heart is. Claire in the food bank, she works with other churches. Um, they link in with the council, but I actually know that some of her um, clients have gone on to become volunteers um, in the food bank. So the idea of working with, and a number of years ago, um, when we started school, we started doing Love Graves End, and um, we would go out on the streets, and um, initially we just did treasure hunting, so we didn't need any permissions or anything, we just, off we went. And then we started um, sort of wanting to uh, have gazebos and, and do spiritual readings and free hugs and all this kind of thing. And we started liaising with the um, Gravesham Council. So Eastgate at the moment is in this sort of quite unique position because historically we've been part of um, Gravesham. You know, it was Gravesham um, planning, you know, council planning that gave the unanimous decision for this building. And, um, you know, Grave, Gravesham, I don't know exactly where, if there is an official line yet, but so that way we've been part of Gravesham. We're also part of the Ebsfleet um, Garden City as well. So, um, so we met with the council and we just started saying, we, we love what you do. They're a very community orientated council. Any excuse for a parade and Gravesham will have one. And, uh, and I, actually, I was, we were once doing some, um, craft in uh, one of the shopping centers and uh, there was a grandma there with her daughter. And, um, so I was chatting, you know, the daughter was getting on with the craft and I was chatting with grandma and I said, oh, are you a long-term Gravesham resident? And she said, no, I've only been here five years. She said, I've known, she, and uh, she lived in a South London suburb before, and she said, I've known more community in Gravesend in five years than I did in 60 years um, when I was living in my previous place. And then she said, Gravesend really tries. And I thought, that's a lovely comment. And, and I, I was able to feed that back to the council. So we started um, sort of saying, you know, working, asking for permission from the council to do things. And, um, and at one email, I just wrote and I said, thank you so much for all that you do. I love all the creative ideas that you come up with for the community. Um, and, you know, you're doing a great job. I actually, it was just, you know, like two line aside at the bottom of an email. I actually got thank you letters from the council thanking them for my email because they, I mean, they can go months, years without any positive feedback to them. And um, so we started this, so we were asking permission of things that we wanted to do. But then we actually thought, well, how can we actually support what they, rather than then it be them supporting what we want to do, how can we support what they want to do? And uh, we've done that in various ways. Um, so um, we've helped 
um, steward, um, the turning on the lights parade. Um, we've done clear-ups. We did rubbish clear-up right up the far end years ago at the end of um, in, in one of the estates there. And we've done um, a big uh, – with the daytime school, we did a clear-up about two years ago, I think it was, of one of – you know, we said, what could we do? We've got these volunteers. They're available for, you know, two hours. Of, you know, lots of sort of 50, 40 volunteers. What could we do? And we cleared up one of the car parks um, that they, and worked alongside the town. So this is working with sort of government or influencing. I don't want to say necessarily working, but Eastgate and government bodies. So we have Gravesham Council, we have Ebbsfleet Development Council, and we actually have sent, you know, um, the Department for Education, Hope Community School. That is something, it's not just our kind of project, that's something that we are obviously partnering, New Generation Schools Trust. Um, have, you know, is partnering with um, the Department for Education on that. So this year, in, um, so we were thinking of the, in the giving group. So um, our tithes, all the, the money you give um, to the, um, into the tithes and offerings, um, we actually tithe that. So we think it's a good principle to, to tithe what we, we are given as a church. And, and we give that away to um, national and international um, bodies and local bodies. And um, a lot, most of those are Christian, but we do like to um, work alongside. You know, when um, we don't want to be exclusive, when people are doing things well, we want to be able to bless them and, and work alongside them. So we'd set, we decided that we would like to give to Gravesham Council, and we realised that um, all local councils have lots of cuts and everything that they're trying to deal with. And we thought, well, maybe if we just give, it was low thousands of pounds, um, you know, maybe if we just give um, some money that perhaps it could serve something like, um, you know, maybe if there was an old people's bus that took old people to um, a luncheon club or whatever, and that might be axed, you know, maybe we could, that, our, our amount of money could stop that from happening. And we wanted it to be really low-key. We didn't want any publicity. Um, you know, we, we, and so um, three of us went and we met with um, people in the council. Or was it just David and I met with people in the council? And um, so, we, you know, we said, look, you know, we want you, we don't want to specify what, what you do with this money. And they said, oh, what we'd like you to do is sponsor um, a, an ice rink. Gravesham Council's... Um, uh, Christmas events this year are called Frost Fairs. For four weekends before Christmas, they are running, uh, they're going to have a big uh, a synthetic ice rink on the um, car park just outside the uh, indoor market. The indoor market was fresh, uh, was all refurbished last year and is looking really lovely. And they're going to get um, uh, stalls in and um, entertainment and, and the uh, frost and the um, uh, ice rink, and then if you know, if you know Gravesend at all, there's actually a light ship down on the, um, a, a, you know, a, a, not a derelict, a, re, um, a retired light ship um, down on the Thames, which is an art centre, and, and sort of it leads down from the market. There will be the, the uh, skating rink, and then the light ship, and that's going to be lit up, and that's going to have arts and things happening in there. And you're thinking, that's really, you know, surely, you may, you may be thinking, surely with all the cuts that are happening, why on earth does Gravesham Council want to spend money on a synthetic ice rink? 
and we started talking um, with the council. Now, just to say this next slide um, isn't council official information. These are the points that I gleaned as we talked to the council. So the vision of the Frost Fair, to provide family-friendly, free or affordable events promoting family cohesion. I thought, yeah, tick. Isn't that fantastic? They're looking to, um, to enable families to do good things together, you know, whether, whether they're on a tight budget or not. We do very similar events, just to say we're doing a very, you know, we're doing an event. Um, Liz and Steph will be heading that up um, on the 2nd of um, December here. And we'll have very similar, you know, um, vision for this event. To promote social inclusion. Yes, we could, of course we want to get behind that one. And there's a great verse in Psalms, I can't remember which Psalm it is, 80-something, and it says, he puts the lonely in families. You know, God's heart is for social inclusion. To promote Gravesend as a thriving town, seek the peace and prosperity of your city. To boost the number of people coming into the town. So what they want to do is make, do this special event um, and, um, and then, um, you know, people come in maybe just for a visit and hopefully they'll start shopping more regularly in Gravesend. And then to link the town back to the Thames. If you know Gravesend, you don't actually, a lot of the time, you hardly realise that the Thames is there kind of thing. And they want to, to sort of try and get it so that we make, they make more of a feature of the Thames so that it gives the town more character and helps it to grow. And I thought, yeah, isn't it great to be able to you know, work alongside and, and champion um, our local council? They then went on to say... Um, and we want you to use it for sponsoring, you know, for, for promoting what you're doing. We're thinking, no, we were trying to be all, you know, low-key and, and, and humble and noble and, and not have any sponsoring, you know. And they said, no, we want you to, be, to, to you know, put up things. We want, people, um, to, we want people in Gravesend to know that our council works with people and that other groups are working together. So they actually said, we want you to put banners and what have you, and it would be great if you could be involved. Of course, we run our own Christmas event, and um, Encounter run their Christmas event, and we're thinking, mm, you know, how are, we going to, how are we going to do this one as well? Oh, this is the dates. Um, so it's the 25th and 26th of November. So they've got different themes for each week. Um, the 2nd and 3rd of December, 9th and 10th of December, and 16th and 17th of December. So um, we thought, right, what can we do? And the um, workers and volunteers for Hope Community School are going to run two craft tables there. And I love the God coincidences. So I happened to be in the... Um, indoor market on Friday I'd gone in to go and work in one of the cafes just outside the market and, um, and then was just um, having a look around the market thinking well I'll just get an a, a idea of you know, how we might put things up if we're doing these craft tables and who was there but the lady from the council who is in charge of the market and she recognised me and I recognised her and, and we got to talk and she said, oh, I think, you know, because it's going to be noisy over that bit because they've got a live, they're going to have live music. So we thought we might put you in a, in a you know, a, a nice side room where you can, you know, talk and chat. And I said, actually, 
you know, we, what we want to do is really promote our new, the new school that's opening. So we'd like to be somewhere where, you know, where people are walking past. And we were able to decide. She said, oh, what about this place here? She said, you know, so it's round, if you know the market, it's just round um, Queen Victoria's statue there with the cafe, and it's cafes. And guess what? Just right near us, there's going to be Santa's Grotto where all the young children will be coming through. I thought, yes, God, thank you. So on the um, 25th, so uh, we're going to run two Christmas craft tables. We are going to have, um, you know, uh, the sort of team, the, uh, the outworkers from um, Hope will definitely have one or two of those. We would love some more volunteers. If you can only give one hour on the, any of those days or two hours, um, you know, we only need one or two extra volunteers per time. You can come, um, you know, and, and enjoy that and actually enjoy the, um, the Christmas fair as well. They're going to have stalls. They're going to have lots of, you know, seasonal um, eating uh, things and gifts, etc. So those are the dates. Just to give you a little bit more background about hope and what's happening. So um, we've been given permission to open the... Uh, um, school in 2018 but there are still conditions on that so um, the site has to be um, clearly transferred well hey yes that has happened so we can do a big tick by that one You need to appoint a head teacher. Obviously, you can't, you know, the, the head teacher is the one who, who really carries the ethos, who is in charge of running the school. You can't open a school without a head teacher. So we are um, interviewing for a head teacher. So these are things you can pray for on October the 13th. Um, we have got some good applicants showing interest. I think it might be it's this sometime this week that is the closing date. Um, and, uh, you know, some of those, not, I think a couple of those are sort of are known to the trust and we're thinking, yes, they could, you know, that looks really good. And it's just to say, it's not unusual not to have any applicants. Um, so, so the fact that we've got, um, you know, some good applicants showing interest, um, that's really good. Um, we don't have to appoint this round. You know, it doesn't, we, we can wait, we can, we could wait till after Christmas. Um, but it would really help us if we do, if we can appoint um, this round. And then we have to be economically viable, which is right. You know, the government has to got to run schools that are economically viable. And um, but that is all to do with um, number of pupil applications. And because we are a small trust, there is more pressure on us than there would be if we were a bigger trust. Because if we were a big trust... The government would know that, you know, if you've got um, two secondary schools, you know, with, you know, 11, 1,200 pupils in each school, you know, they know that they could subsidise a small school for, a, you know, for a year as it's setting up. We're a small trust. We only have two schools open. One of those has got four classes. The other one has got one because that's Southampton that's just opened, um, you know, this, this term. So they know that we don't have a lot of capacity for subsidising and that we need to, you know, get, um, 30, well, uh, get 60 pupils to open. Um, so they are asking us to actually impair, uh, to get 120 applications. 
That's double, you might think. That's double the number of pupils. Yes, because the parents can make a double application um, to this. And we actually got the, the sort of... Uh, comforting letter this this week from the DFE saying that they want us to uh, report in every Friday how many how many um, applications we've got so we are contending um, for something um, here this is we're contending for a 125 year legacy when we get when those three things line up so they think we're um, we're economically viable and we can all right, they want us to aim for 120. We can show them that we can be ec- economically viable with less applications than that, all right? You know, so don't give up before we've even started kind of thing. Um, but when we get those um, three things in place, they give us a funding agreement. That is a legal agreement that, that the, uh, to run that school with, um, you know, with the ethos of the trust for 125 years. That is generational inheritance, um, and this is what we're contending for. So um, I know that there's lots of calls on people's time, and you know, I absolutely applaud everything that Eastgate is doing. But if there is, if we, can you please, um, when we uh, put things on the, on the update or um, um, send out a letter, if by any chance you can just give us one hour to help uh, with these things, um, it's very easy in a church our size to think, oh, somebody else will do that. And, and you don't have to be one of the upfront people. At our events, we do have people who, you know, are trained and can do that. But they can't, it's very difficult to, you know, run a craft table um, and get, you know, and be talking to the parents about the ethos of the school and, and, and everything like that. So if you can, even <clears throat> just give a small amount of time, do Pray for Hope um, um, Community School, um, that would be really appreciated. But that's just one part. You know, I do want to put that back into the whole of what I've said. This is one part of seeking the peace <clears throat> and prosperity of our city. This is how we're working alongside. And I just want to um, read you a bit from the prospectus, which, just to see how this links in um, with um, um, some of the stuff that we've been saying. We intend to create an encouraging, encouraging and inclusive environment that extends beyond the classroom and into the community using links with local businesses and other organizations as well, you know, like um, community groups as well. We will create an exciting and vibrant school that, will, that celebrates achievement and diversity. Education should be engaging and we will inspire children to learn and develop beyond the walls of a school. Our vision is to link school and community, teaching the value of each to the other in order to, be, to better prepare both for their futures. Our school is welcoming and so one of our values is openness and that we really want to work with parents. And to do that, we have a soft start and a soft finish where parents can come in for half an hour and be part, if they choose to, be part of their child's learning experience. Our school is a welcoming and hospitable place where family involvement is valued. We are committed to being a positive asset, not only to the lives of the children who attend, but also their families and the wider community. Regular enrichment sessions are run outside the school day in order to provide families with opportunities to learn together. 
It is, tended that, it is intended that the school is a community hub, a centre that is open and inviting to the community as a whole. And that is what is going to be in that field over there. Right. Can we stand and pray? I want to pray for our community or communities. Um, so, you know, feel free to bless your community where you, you know, where you live. But... Father, I want to thank you that you have such a heart that God so loved the world. And uh, Jesus, we want to pray for the, the, um, the peace and prosperity, for the welfare of our city. Lord, I pray for Gravesham Council, the councillors, the council um, workers, that you will give them wisdom in how they, um, how they can make things more efficient but still um, be a good environment to work in and provide all their essential services. Father, we ask for your wisdom. Father, we pray for the success of this frost fair, that the economy of Gravesham will, um, will really prosper through this frost fair and that families uh, will be able to enjoy good Christmas events, that you will strengthen relationships in our communities. Father, I pray for, for all the other initiatives, Father, and all the other churches as, pe- as, as people are working together. Lord, we, we say, yeah, do great things in our community and for Hope School, Lord. Yeah, bring breakthrough. Father, give us all these applications. Give us favor with local families. Help us to build confidence with local families so that they can, um, so that they will um, put applications in. Father, we say, Lord, we're looking forward to um, seeing that school built, to seeing children playing on the playgrounds of, of families coming from there and into the Eastgate Cafe. Father, pour out your spirit. Amen.